Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing our Bible study in Acts chapter 13, and we'll begin in Acts chapter 13, verse number 1, and cover the first two verses as we did last study, and then get into verse 3, 4, and 5 today, and I'll share with you some thoughts God has laid on my heart, and I pray it'll be a help and a blessing to you. I hope you're already having a great day today. I hope you're living on the winning side because you are on the winning team if you're saved. And I hope that you're living out the joy of the Lord. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Not the pessimism, not the discouragement, not the depression, not the juniper tree mentality, but the joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice in everything, give thanks. That's the will of God for my life and for yours as well. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. You know, you don't have many reasons to pout, but you've got a million reasons to praise. And even if you can find a reason to pout, it'll be swallowed up in your praise reasons. I promise you that right now. Billy Kelly used to talk about the woman who was singing the song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. She got so stirred up after counting so many, she said, count your blessings, name them ton by ton. And she realized she'd been blessed boatloads, and so have you, and so have I. We've been better than blessed. God's been so good in our life. He's been good, he is good, and God will be good. God's not good simply because of what he gives or what he does. God's good because he's God. God is good. He's goodness. And everything God does, he does it well. And I pray today you'll experience and realize and fully witness and know the goodness of God even in your life. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're feeling or what you're facing, what you're going through. And there is light in the midst of that darkness, and God is good and on his throne. Now, if you've missed any of our prior Bible studies, those are available for you on our podcast. Our podcast is entitled Striving for Revival, and it is available wherever podcasts are found. You can go to any platform and find us there, type us in, hit subscribe, and you'll have free access to hours of Bible content as we study our Bible together. We just go verse by verse. I don't really have an outline I don't have a plan, if you will, other than I read through the text, explain to you what the text is saying, make some application as God leads, and all I want is to get a working knowledge of my Bible, a better understanding of Scripture, and I want that for you. Why? Because if I'm going to know God, I've got to know His Word. There's no other way to get to know Him other than through His Bible. Search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. He said, the Scriptures are what speak of me, and they do. From Genesis to Revelation is Jesus every page all the way through. Acts chapter 13 begins with Paul, Barnabas, Simeon, right, and Lucius, and a man named Manan in a prayer meeting. As these men are praying together, the Holy Ghost speaks to their heart and calls forth Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul, it says, to go forth and serve him. Let's begin reading in verse number one. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, 
and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord, and I mentioned that last broadcast, don't forget, they weren't serving for the Lord, although they were, but they were serving in this instance, the Lord. It's different. They weren't ministering for him. They were ministering to him. They were blessing the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. They had set aside this time to pray fast and seek his face and enjoy fellowship with him and just being in his presence. It's amazing. You say, I wish God would speak to me. Well, maybe God would. If you'd get in that mode of worshiping him, if you'd get alone and quiet yourself and be still and know he's God and just lay at his feet a while, what might God do for your heart and God do in your life? Same thing for me. We need to set aside time, not just serving for God, but serving God, ministering to the Lord. And as these men ministered to the Lord in this prayer meeting, the Holy Ghost began to speak to their heart and said, I want you to separate me, Barnabas and Saul. He said, I've got a work for them to do. I mentioned last broadcast, this is not haphazard. This is not a whim. This is not a an emotional rise and fuzzy feeling that drives them into their mission work. It is the call of God. And I cannot, and we're going to see that again in just a moment. I cannot emphasize that strongly enough. Don't you go into the ministry because you think it looks like a fun occupation. And don't you try to find yourself a church to pastor because you think you like to scratch your preaching itch. You better be called to that thing. It is not uh, something that you just say, well, nobody else is doing, I reckon I'll do it. You better have the call of God on your life, and it better be God's perfect will. It will be miserable for you and all of those that you attempt to quote-unquote, serve if you are not supposed to be in that position. It must be the perfect will of God, the call of God, the plan of God, and purpose of God for your life. No doubt about it. Look in the Bible. The examples given over and over and over again, God fits a man for a ministry. God fits a person for a post. God takes a Christian, and then he plants them where he wants them in his work. It is not just flip the coin, roll the dice. No, it is the Holy Spirit that guides, directs, and God that purposes to use us. All right? Verse number three, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. There's a good uh, illustration of how we do our ordination services today. We'll lay our hands and pray over uh, the man or a young couple that's going forth to serve, and there's no power in our hands being laid on them. It's just a sign that we're with them. We are vouching for them. We are... Uh, we are um, obligating ourselves to support and serve with them and serve beside them. And we pray that God will bless them and we send them forth. They're an extension, if you will, of us. We've ordained them and sent them out. Now, verse four. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. You see that? Now, in verse number three, it says that the men prayed and fasted and sent them away. But in verse number four, it gives us the reality of it. The Holy Ghost sent them away. These men are simply the tool they are simply obeying the impulse of the Holy Spirit. All of the work that you see that is underway in chapter 13 is underway because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke, the Holy Spirit separated, the Holy Spirit sent. You see that all throughout. What we are involved in, friend, in Christianity, it is not corporate work. It is not secular work. It is God's business. It is spiritual work. It is not resume. It is revelation. It is God 
who is directing, leading, and guiding, and it is the Spirit of God that makes a man fit and suitable and uh, able to fulfill a task. Okay, I'm afraid today that we're getting so secular, even in our churches, we're getting this corporation mentality, and we want to check resume and physical attributes and qualifications. What about being spirit-filled, having a prayer life, walking with God, the touch of God, the power of God, also the will of God, Him calling you to that position? That is the main thing. I'd rather a man have spiritual temperature than a college degree. Now, I think both are good, and we have a college here, so I'm not knocking that. But the power of God, the will of God, that is the main thing, the call of God on, on the man's life. So here the Holy Ghost has separated, he has spoken, and he has sent Paul and Barnabas forth, all right? So they departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. So we find where they're journeying. They're going from Antioch to Seleucia, from Seleucia to Cyprus. And when they were at uh, uh, Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had also John to their minister. So Paul is now beginning his first missionary journey, and we find that they're traveling sent by the Holy Ghost. All right. So as they're traveling, they go first, it says, to Cyprus. Barnabas was a native of Cyprus. We talked about that. He owned property and sold it there, gave the proceeds to the church at Jerusalem. So it's natural for them to maybe go a place they're f familiar with. So they go to Cyprus and they pre preach the gospel. Now they go from Antioch to a port at Seleucia and then on to Cyprus. All right. So we're beginning Paul's missionary journey. We'll study the rest of this out as we go, uh, but it's interesting here what happens at the beginning. They go into the synagogue of the Jews. We'll find that this is something that is very typical in the ministry of the apostles in the book of Acts. They go to these places they're familiar with. There are many of them converted Jews. They think, well, if we're going to do God's work, we do it where we meet with God, and that's at the synagogue. So they're doing these things that are natural to them. We're going to see, as Paul and Barnabas set off to do the will of God, Satan tries to hinder them, and we'll see that next broadcast. Make sure you tune in. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.